Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Cheryl Selman, and welcome to The Love Code. It's great having you here for another wonderful conversation that I have planned for you. As you know, if you've been listening, The Love Code is really a show designed to keep you inspired, uplifted. It's really here to remind you about the truth of who you are and the great power that we have within to spread light into the world and to truly to truly understand the uh, important role we have to play in the transformation that's happening right now on our planet. And there's just wonderful things as such, and this is a show that keeps you uh, inspired to really understand the deeper and more spiritual transformation that we are all going through right now. And if you are listening for the first time, I want to welcome you. This is a show that plays every Saturday, 11 a.m. on Progressive Radio Network. It's archived. If you go to my website, which is drcherylselman.com, and often there, you will get all of these shows emailed to you. I have another program on the same network called What Women Must Know, and I will send that out to you as well. Or you can go to the best Facebook page if you want to get the archives. is actually What Women Must Know, and you can like me over there. So um, having said all that, I, I'm really excited to jump into the interview today with my very special guest because we're going to be exploring Hearing the Angels Sing, a true story of angelic assistance. We're going to be having a wonderful conversation with Peter Sterling, and um, just a little bit about Peter. Well, there's a lot to be said about Peter, but let's <laughs> start off with his bio. Peter Sterling is one of the world's premier harpists in the genre of New Age and contemporary instrumental music. During his 28 career with the harp, he's had several number one records on the international radio charts. He was a bronze and silver medal winner at the prestigious Global Music Awards, and he won the New Age Ambient Song of the Year and the 2017 Hollywood Music and Media Awards. He is also a visual artist working in stained glass and digital photographic paintings he calls Portals of Light, which are a unique alchemy of photography, digital effects, crystal, and gemstone powders, which create multidimensional holographic mandalas. And he is the author of Healing the Healing the Angel Thing, a true story of angelic assistance. Um, well, I'm going to just jump right in because Peter's an amazing man. We have a, a, a great conversation in store for you, and it's my pleasure to welcome Peter to the show. So, hello, Peter. Hello, Dr. Cheryl. Thanks so much for having me on the show today. I have to just stop right here and ask you, did 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 I make a, ty- a typo when I introduced your book? What's the name of your book? Yeah, did you say Healing the Angels Sing or it's Hearing I the Angels Sing? That's what I thought, and I hate doing this to my guests, so I wanted to correct that right away. <laughs> so it's Hearing, it's Thank hearing you. the Angels Sing. Oh, gosh, I hate typos. <laughs> well, no, I have that happen. So, Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance is Peter's book. So, Peter, um, 
you, we have so much to talk about, and you're such an interesting guy. Uh, you know, you're so amazingly creative and uh, connected to these dimensions. So uh, why don't mm-hmm. we start with your personal journey? Because I, I know you have a great story to share with us of how your life was so transformed and uh, how you have this connection to these mm-hmm. other realms. Yes. Well, it actually started as a child. I, I, in my book, Hearing the Angels Sing, I kind of tell my life story. I, it was very unusual. I, I was kind of had a lot of paranormal experiences as a child that kind of set me off on this direction in my life. My, my, um, my grandmother on my mother's side, my Irish grandmother, she was a mystic. And she was a soul traveler, and she was very adept at the spiritual science of Ekinkar, which is known as the ancient science of soul travel. Are you familiar with Ekinkar? Yes, I am. Somewhat. Yeah. So practitioner, but yes, I I am. Yeah. So um, anyway, she, my grandmother, started whispering things into my ear as a young child. And, um, you know, when I, when I was coming of age as a teenager and I was very spiritually curious because I, I knew my grandmother was into some interesting things my whole life. And, you know, as a teenager, I really started to more in depth explore my, my spirituality. And, uh, so I started asking her and then she, she started, um, giving me the books of, and the techniques of, soul travel how to use the the mantra of the hue the hue h-u this is the the tone that ekis people who study ekinkar they use that frequency tone as a mantra to recite the sound and it sounds like this it sounds like hue like that and and this tone is a tone that when you close your eyes, if you do these techniques properly, you can travel on this tone and and travel out of your body, kind of like your non-local consciousness or your your astral self uh, can travel up into the higher planes and have really amazing experiences up into the light. So uh, I've been, you know, exploring these things for a long time. And then, uh, you know, long story short, I ended up coming to Sedona, Arizona, where I'm talking to you now, uh, in the late 80s. And I came here to, you know, uh, discover my life's purpose because Sedona is this amazing power spot. It's got these energy vortexes. And at the time, people were talking a lot about it. It was before the Internet. So there was just rumors circling about this amazing place with these incredible red rock formations and uh power spots so i was you know very curious about that and i felt this inner calling to come here and and when i did i i ended up uh going through a lot of changes here but this this environment here was so conducive to exploring your multi-dimensional self uh in these in these multi-dimensional portals that exist here so, so that's kind of how I ended up here, and things just started to open very quickly for me 
here in a very cosmic, multidimensional way. You know, um, I find it so interesting that you had this amazing grandmother who had such a spiritual awareness that uh, often is it often isn't appreciated by children <laughs> passed on to the grandchildren um exactly yeah how, yeah you know how blessed was were you and she and she was there as your guide in a sense early in life uh say the question again oh i said she was your grandmother was a guide to you early in your life of these yes. the spiritual the spiritual dimension of reality. It's true. I'm I'm looking at a picture of her now that I have on my bookshelf here. And, um, yeah, she was – we had this spiritual connection. I was the only one, you know, in the family that had this connection with her. Uh, my mother was more kind of Christian, and she wasn't really interested in that. And and my my mother's sister, my grandmother's other daughter, she too was – very kind of Christian oriented. So they were not interested in what my grandmother was doing. My mother, my grandmother found Ekinkar much later in life. Uh, but, uh, yeah. And at the time my, my parents were, had, were separated and ultimately divorced. And my mother was on her own with uh, two boys. So, you know, my grandmother kind of moved in for a while and she was helping to take care of us and, she would talk, tuck me into bed, and uh, when I was a young boy, maybe uh, seven, eight, nine years old, and she would tell me these most incredible stories. She was a master storyteller that would just always just pick my curiosity. But then, as I was falling asleep, one of the things she always said to me was, um, Cheryl, was listen to your inner voice, Peter. Peter, listen to your inner voice, and she would just say that over and over and over because that's one of the main kind of tenets of the Ekinkar is to, to really get a strong connection with your divine guidance, with the inner voice. And so I made that connection very young in life and and, uh, and it, it served me very well. This is something I love to help people to to make that strong connection with their divine guidance. But, you know, I love that story because when I hear that, it was like this soul, your grandmother, was there, uh, incarnated to be there for you, to guide you from an early age onto the spiritual path. Even though it wasn't present with your mother, mm-hmm. you know, you didn't get it from her, but your grandmother was on the scene and made sure that she mm-hmm. imparted this wisdom to you, the soul that she obviously came in to help guide on this journey. It's true, you know, and I can remember she would tell me about her her soul travel adventures. And she would tell me how she would, in her meditations, she would travel up into the higher planes and she would she would see the angels. She would hear the angelic music. She would tell me, Peter, I just hear the most beautiful music playing over. and It's just always in my head. And she lived in downtown L.A. And she would volunteer 
in downtown LA with the blind. That was a big charity she worked with when she was in her 80s, living in a senior apartment. And she would she would go down by herself and get on the RTT bus and travel to the East LA and get out uh, at the, the 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 building there and help volunteer all day. And as she would travel around, she'd leave little booklets about Ekinkar and the bus stops for people to discover. Uh, she was an amazing soul, and um, we're, we were very close, and, um, and and it did seem like destiny, you know. I, she planted that seed, and then as I talk about later in life, when uh, a little bit later when I was in like sixth grade, I was diagnosed with hyperactivity disorder. Uh, I was not studying properly. I wasn't getting poor grades, and I wasn't paying attention, and so my my parents took me to a specialist, and I got a diagnosis of hyperactivity disorder, and they put me on a prescription of Ritalin. And um, boy, I had a real negative reaction to that Ritalin, which is a strong psychotropic. And I started having hallucinations and and um, all sorts of nightmares, and then I started having these out-of-body experiences. I write about this in my book where I one instance where I was sitting in my sixth grade class at my desk one day and just kind of daydreaming and looking out the window and feeling this weird energy from this medication. I can remember leaving my body. My body would become completely paralyzed where I couldn't move it. And then my my spirit or my astral body would disassociate from my physical body and I would float up above my body. This one time I kind of floated right out the window of the classroom and, uh, you know, my physical body was in the class, but this other part of me floated right out the window and was floating out over the playground. And it just kind of happened for an instant. Uh, I don't, it was very strange experience, but it was quite frightening because I wasn't really in control of it. And it would just happen all of a sudden. So I started having very strange out-of-body experiences as a child. And when I look back on it, uh, Dr. Cheryl, it just feels like, you know, this has been my soul's destiny. I've been a soul traveler like my grandmother uh, my whole life. And this is something that I bring from the past into this lifetime. And all of the gifts of my music and my art that I ha- and my healing uh uh, you know, uh, powers or talents that I have have all come from these multidimensional soul journeys that I've been on where I've kind of, in a sense, traveled back in time or traveled to other dimensions to to discover and to reclaim parts of myself that were uh, kind of I had left behind uh, uh, and uh, reclaimed and unified with to bring into this lifetime. That's with my heart music. It's it's uh, it's really something that came from the past and I rediscovered in this lifetime. And it's also interesting to hear that your grandmother would hear these angelic sounds and yeah. angelic music. Here you are uh, taking up the heart, yeah. which has always been associated with angelic sounds. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's when I came to Sedona, you know, in the late 80s, and I I was just listening to my inner voice, and I felt that there was something I was going to discover when I came here, 
And as I write in my book, I was working a lot with different plant medicines, different hallucinogens at the time in a very spiritual way, not just recreational, but with very serious intent to discover, you know, more of who I am and to answer, you know, so many of the age old questions that we all have, you know, like, who am I and why am I here? What is my mission? And um, so, so it was a very intense time, but I, I ended up, you know, my, my inner guidance, Cheryl, was to, after I was here for a while, was I was told by my inner voice that I was, I was guided to release all of my material possessions, acquire a Volkswagen camper van, so that I was going to be going on a journey in that spirit or my guides were going to show me and lead me different places so that I could make a discovery, a very important discovery about myself. And so that's what I did. And I let go of everything. I got a Volkswagen van and I ended up sleeping every night out in the canyons of Sedona and uh, amongst the ancient ruins and and in the silence of these ancient canyons and spending uh, every day walking and hiking in the nature here and immersing into this incredible southwestern ancient landscape here. And, but the, the most profound thing in energy vortexes here, and one of the main places I went was out to, into Boynton Canyon. Perhaps some of your listeners are familiar with Boynton Canyon, which is one of the fourth major one of the four major vortex areas of here in Sedona. And I just loved it back in the canyon in those days. And you go back there and be nobody back there. So I would just hike out by myself and I would just sit and bask in this profound stillness and tranquility, but really the silence, this immense silence that was there. And my guidance from my inner voice was telling me just to sit and listen to silence and, you know, I often reflect, you know, there's that old saying, be still and know that I am God, you know, or uh, silence is golden. So that's what I did. I just went deep into my meditation and I had a lot of very transcendental experiences. And uh, but ultimately what happened to me, uh, Dr. Cheryl, was um, uh, within the silence, I started to hear music. And at first it was very faint, but the more I tuned into it, the more distinct it became to where all of a sudden I was hearing the angelic choirs and and the celestial symphonies, the most beautiful sound I had ever heard. At first I thought, what am I hearing? I thought maybe somebody was out in the forest with a portable stereo boombox kind of thing playing some symphonic classical music in the distance but then now I realized no that wasn't it that I was tuning into something of a divine origin and it got louder and then my inner guidance was trust surrender and let go and allow this music to take you on a journey and you know as I said I had been prepared for this moment from all my previous experiences as I shared with you so and leading up to this, it was like I so wanted to have my own powerful, transcendent, mystical God experience that, you know, I'd read in books about other people having these cosmic experience. Well, I was really wanting my own. So I was really knocking. You know, there's a, another axiom, knock and the door shall be opened unto thee. So I was really knocking on heaven's door. I was 
asking for a mystical experience. And then all of a sudden I heard this music and it, it lifted me out of my body, like with a full chakra kind of Kundalini experience. And my body started like going into almost spasming at times. And, and my eyes began to tear profusely as I heard the sound because it was striking such a deep chord in my soul that my soul like a part of myself that i never experienced before came alive and i felt something in me that that when it heard that sound it was like i got connected to that point i call it like it was an illumination for me but it was also what i call an atonement happened like in the course in miracles and i I often say like the word atonement, if you dissect it, it, means, it says at one mint, you know, or atonement, atonement, at one mint with a tone, with a frequency. And so I connected with that tone, that high frequency of that heavenly sound, of that angelic sound, and it vibrated me at such a chord that at that moment, my I was touched, like being touched by an angel, but I was touched by the divine. And and then I was catapulted gently out of my body. I floated up, up into the higher dimensions, and I could see the golden light. I was surrounded in this golden light. And then as I, my inner vision, because as I, I was, have told you, my I was listening to my inner voice. It was something guiding me. And and it was just kind of helping me to adjust my inner vision so I could focus, so that I could see, so that I, I could become a seer beyond the veil into these other planes. And all of a sudden, it opened up through my third eye, and I got the focus right. And then to my astonishment, I discovered that I was surrounded by a group of angels. And... It was like, oh, my God, they're real. Like, I couldn't believe what I was seeing. And they were the cherubs. They were the little baby chubby ones that we often see depicted on the classical Renaissance art of, uh, you know, Michelangelo and Leonardo and, and other famous Renaissance artists who, who who painted them. And they were playing harps and flutes and violins, just like we see painting. And apparently now I've learned that the angels came to these souls as well and inspired so much of the great works of art and literature and architecture and stuff over the centuries. But 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 they came to me. I could see them, and then and then I discovered a a, a, a telepathic connection with them. We started communicating, and it, they just told me that my mission that I was asking to be revealed was that I was to play the harp and that I was to channel the angel's music, the, what I call the heavenly harmonics, and that I was going to bring a special music to earth at this time of the dawning of the golden age to help with the ascension, that that the music has the codes, the frequency codes, through the most sacred stringed instrument throughout all antiquity, the harp, uh, that can carry these frequencies and that they would use me as a broadcast unit down here and a 3D earth-based counterpart uh, working with them to to bring through this special music that has within it the love codes of the divine are in my music and 
and it's been affirmed by people all over the world now for 30 years. So that's how it came to me, and it and now it's 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 touched hearts and souls all over the world. And the the letters and comments I've received, which you, people can see on my website, by the way, harpmagic.com, the stories of what people experience with my music is quite quite profound and miraculous many times, and uh, very grateful and. It's been quite a journey I've been on with these angels now for about 30 years. That's a phenomenal story, Peter, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's amazing. Um, I have to ask you, did, do you know how to play the harp before you had that experience with your chair? I did not. I, well, no, I did not. I, I, you know, like many of our listeners here. Uh, I had music in my heart my whole life and I had tried different instruments. At the time this happened, I I had a Native American flute that I would play and I would hike out into the canyons and play my flute, you know, and listen to the echo through the canyons and play a song as a an offering to the ancestor spirits here. And so, but music wasn't a big part of my life up until that time. And the angels came through and they said, I'm to play the harp. I was in my early, I was like, I was like 33, which is kind of interesting because, you know, like 33 is a mystical number, you know, and that's, that's when I received my life's mission really was at 33. And I, it, it actually started around 32, but at 33, is when I made my first recording and I came out publicly as Peter Sterling, the guy who plays the harp from the angels and has this music with a message behind it. And and you asked me how I learned, you know, when, when I got a small harp, the angels helped to connect me, guided me to it. And I got a small little harp with a carrying case and I would just take it out into nature here and find a, a secluded place where I could take out my magic harp and I just would start strumming the strings and putting my hands and all of a sudden this powerful energy would come over me and I could feel, I could hear in my inner voice the angels telling me. They said, we're going to teach you how to play. They said, trust, surrender, and let go. So I could just put my hands to the strings and all of a sudden my hands would just start moving by themselves. And it was it was like freaky at first because I had never felt an energy come over me that strong. But the feeling that came along with it was just a pure love of ecstasy. And it was very intense, very fiery. I would sweat profusely when this happened and my eyes would start tearing and my hands would be shaky because the vibration was so high frequency. But as I got used to it, my nervous system became attuned to it. It got easier, and then I could just completely relax my hands, my arms, and they would just start moving on the strings by themselves. I would just watch what was happening, watching my hands move by themselves. I'd just be like, what the what the heck is happening? This is amazing. And, and that's how I learned. I later learned that there was one angel in particular that would at first kind of overshadow me and kind of merge with my energy field and send these kind of impulses that I could 
translate through my nervous system into movements on my hands. And as I got more comfortable with this channeling, that this angelic being for a period of time would like completely come into my body, kind of. Very similar, as I often say, like in the movie Ghost with Whoopi Goldberg and Patrick Swayze when he came into the body of Whoopi Goldberg so he could be with his wife. That's kind of how they they came and they worked with me. And it just came through so quickly after 10 months of learning like this without any formal lessons. I made my first recording, which, long story short, got discovered by a record label that I signed a recording contract deal for worldwide distribution and they sent my music all over the world and it won a national award in 1994 uh, when they released it and it was just amazing it, this was all shown to me you know dr Cheryl, you're in australia now and and i talk about in my book how the angels led me to australia as i was telling you earlier i i traveled to australia in 1993 and I took my first small harp with me. The angels guided me to go. And I ended up in Byron Bay, and I got off the bus with my backpack and my little harp. And uh, I didn't know a soul. But that's where I made my first recording, was in a little studio in Byron Bay that I connected with. And this guy recorded the first little harp melodies that were coming through me this is about at six months of playing and he added some some other sounds as orchestration and whatnot and after a couple of days of working with this guy i had a little cassette tape of these little demo songs i made i can remember vividly walking out to the beach in byron bay and popping this cassette tape into my walkman putting on my headphones and it was kind of, uh, at the time, was when the sun was low and there was this golden shimmering light on the ocean. And it was just a perfect, warm, calm day. And I sat on the beach listening to this music that the angels helped me to make with this guy. And I, and I just went into the golden light that was shimmering on the water. And I was projected up into another dimension. And they were telling me, the angels, they said, First, they congratulated me on following through and making this, but they said, if you go, if you move forward with us, this is what we have for store and in store for you. And they showed me that the next, the next message was I was to return to the United States, record a more professional album. And they told me that this music was going to go all over the world. They showed me a finished CD. They showed the music in a catalog with other music. And it was like amazing vision. And I came back sitting on the beach. I was like, oh, my God, I have to follow through. So that's what I did. I came back, back to Sedona. I left Australia, came back here. I got a big harp, and I started recording, and I made my first record, which is Harp Magic. And um, and as I said, that, that record, first record, got discovered by a record label, through divine circumstance, which is in the book, you can read all these details, but it was so divinely guided by the angels. And that's something I like to say, you know, the angels have helped me so much. And, and you know, a lot of people wonder, are angels real? You know, are they fake? Are they imagination? 
And that's what I, I used to think, but now I just want people to know that they are real and we can call upon them. Everybody has angels around them. We have at least one personal guardian angel that we can call on to help for assistance, to help us to connect with the divine, to help us to walk and align our lives in a higher path, a higher spiritual path to lead us to our soul's destiny. That's why the angels are here is to help us to reconnect with the divine. And uh, I want to encourage everybody to, to have faith and to believe in that, especially in this times we're living in where, you know, the world is in such a challenging place and, and you know, to, to have a connection with this higher divine guidance to help us to navigate the twists and turns of, of this dimension right now, I think is really important. Wow. What, what an amazing story. I, you know, it's so, it's so extraordinary to hear that, uh, that, well, there's so many facets of your story that I find extraordinary. First of all, the fact that you uh, were guided by the angels to learn how to play, but you never took a lesson in your life, which is pretty profound experience, I would think. Um, I, I just I have to tell you, Peter, that there was a point in my life where I actually studied the harp. I played the harp. I had a oh. little I had oh. a little um, a little harp, and my teacher right. had one of these grand big Harp, gold harp, because yeah, he was a pedal harp, the classical and pedal harp. He, he was uh-huh. classical pedal harp. She was the uh, harpist in the uh, uh, Portland Symphony or the Oregon Symphony when I lived in Oregon. Oh, right. So cool. I was with yeah. my little harp, and she would be there with her gorgeous, you know, gold harp, the pedal, pedal harp, and uh, it just brought back those memories of what I was doing my my harp experience, but I, I had to study the harp, and unfortunately, maybe I'll go back to it now that you've inspired me. <laughs> I didn't, I didn't continue yeah. the harp, but, <laughs> but, well, um, the angels, but the fact, they, mm-hmm, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, uh, the more harps, the better. The world could use more harps. Uh, I envision having Peter Sterling's World Harp Orchestra, but, but the angels have said, you know, more harps can help, you know, because the vibration of the harp, it's such a beautiful tone. There's nothing else that sounds like it. And the more harps, the better in the world, as far as I'm concerned. Well, that's, you know, that, that's, that's truly um, an inspirational story of the reality of opening to this uh, guidance from these other dimensions that would be them called angels, whatever people call us, but to be guided mm-hmm. and to, uh, you know, to, to be guided and see the unfolding of this, these messages and these promises that uh, must be for you. It's almost like there are times I'm sure you go, this is so unreal. I can't believe this is happening to me, but it is. Yes. Right. I mean, I, that's how it was. I, when when the the dimensions opened up to me and I made this connection and I was going on all these amazing journeys, um, I thought maybe I was losing my mind. It was such an on the edge kind of experience, and 
I really had one good friend that I confided in that w- what was happening and he is very spiritually attuned and he was uh, so encouraging. He's like, keep going. Yeah, this is real. Keep going. You know, that kind of a thing. And uh, that gave me encouragement to just stay with it because I was, you know, at the time I was doing a lot of wild things back then. I was exploring a lot with different plant medicines and hallucinogens and psychedelics all in the way to expand my perceptions to make a discovery about my soul and and something profound to happen. So it was like I had one foot in this world and one foot in the other. And um it was it was it was quite a time. Uh and but as I said, I, I didn't know what to make out of it first. But here's the thing, the angels would always create these synchronicities to reassure me this is how they work, which I found so amazing and so fun and so miraculous about them. Like, you know, when this was all opening for me and I was starting, I was having these profound experiences with them. uh, And I wasn't sure if it was real. And this one day, uh, one night I camped out way out in the forest off the beaten path and I pitched a tent and I got up in the morning and I remember, you know, unzipping my tent and stepping out barefoot onto the soft sand in the in a warm morning out in the canyons and and I was pondering about my situation with these angels and what was happening and if it was real or not and I remember I looked down at my feet and there was something shiny by my feet and I reached down and I picked up to my astonishment, it was a little silver charm of an angel, of a Cupid angel, <laughs> uh, like a silver charm off our necklace. Without the necklace, just the little charm of an cherub angel was at my feet <laughs> in a place in the middle of nowhere. Like, how the frick did that happen? Like... I just busted out laughing. I was like, okay, okay, I get it. (laughs) If there ever was a message, that would be it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that was was one of the turning points. I mean, all these things are, defy the, 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 the logic, right? Our conscious mind really cannot comprehend this reality that level of reality that that dimension of reality it it doesn't fit into our rational mindset and um that's why it's mm-hmm. kind of we have to we have to be convinced in many ways that this other reality is is, is, is i think the true reality to be honest we live in the matrix mm-hmm. i like to say right right yeah so, uh so it's all these all these signs that show up that are illogical how how that charm could have gotten in the middle of you know nowhere to remind yeah. us that we live in a magical universe that we really are a part of something much greater there are other that's right true that's right yeah and you know you can tap into this higher frequency matrix of kind of like a 5D matrix within the unified field of oneness so it's like once you start tapping in or connecting in to the light in that way 
and working with the angels like it's so fun by the way they're 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 so brilliant they're funny and that's part of the way that they guide us is they do seem to have a sense of humor and um and and it's a lot of fun to connect with them you know life is supposed to be fun and enjoyable and and you know most of us have kind of lost that they really connect in with like say for instance the inner child that wonder child that part of ourself that is just in awe of the creation that we're part of you know and and so it's really you know part of my own healing and awakening process uh, to work with the angels to prepare myself was you know doing all my inner child work and making sure you know because there's that old saying right from the bible it says if you want to enter into the kingdom of heaven you have to become as little children again right and so like returning to innocence to come into that beginner's mind and drop any preconceived notions of the way life should be or the way life is i i always think it's interesting and kind of entertaining when people think they have a really good handle on life perhaps when they're primarily in the 3d realm yet you know uh physicists will tell us you know what we're perceiving is only 10 percent of what's actually there and our most humans are only using such a small capacity of their intelligence and brain power and we have all this kind of dormant brain and our our dna is 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 dormant and it's like we're we're, we're looking and figuring things out from a very limited perspective and so when you start tapping into these energies uh, you can and connecting with these light codes you know these higher dimensional light codes and frequencies they can actually awaken dormant dna dormant centers and that that brings on to line we, we're already pre-encoded with these systems intact in our dna all you have to do is raise your vibration and start bringing in light with clear intention and then you start to activate these these systems within our perceptions and that's when all of a sudden you your sensitivities with clairvoyance clairaudience clairsentience become uh sensitized and you start to perceive into these other realms into these other dimensions and and this is so much of what the angels have taught me and have worked with me and helped me to share with others is to through working with frequency and vibration we can especially with my music because my music has the love codes or the light codes uh, of the heavenly of the unified field of oneness is in my music so when you listen to it you can feel the love you can feel god's love in my music there's a beauty there's a luminosity to my sound the way the angels guided me to produce it and to play that is a sparkling and it shimmers it's got a a soul shimmering essence to it that can touch you in a very deep place and it can be used as an angelic transport on the sound current to 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 transport you up into a higher dimension so i have lots of testimonials of people that were struggling with chronic depression or ptsd or anxiety for instance and they put on my music and it had been minutes they're lifted out of depression and they're in a whole new place and and by the way, my music was studied at Arizona State University some years back by a Ph.D. neurologist that was 
doing brainwave studies testing different music, and they found out that my music that test subjects would entrain to a theta state with my music within moments of listening. And that is, you know, lucid dreaming, dream time, kind of visionary state of awareness. So it's it's super cool. So you can use my music to to travel interdimensionally. That's how the angels gave it to me, why they gave it to me, and, and uh, you can access. It's a portal. My music is a portal. Well, there's no doubt that, to me, when I hear this story and your experience that this was given to you for a greater purpose and that and that in that music there are these healing frequencies or these codes, um, is it best to listen with a headset to your music? Or can just have it play. Yeah, both. I mean, I, the way I've created it, um, it's awesome with headphones on because I like to create like a sonic landscape, uh, kind of a, a, a panorama uh, of sound. And when you get inside of it with headphones, I often move sounds around kind of in a 360-degree uh, mm-hmm. kind of panning so it really comes to life that way but also many people the way the angels told me uh, Dr. Cheryl is that you can uh, play my music like if you really want to connect with angels my angels gift CD or out of the blue or out, my recent one sanctuary of light and a lot of people just let it play kind of at low volume on replay and repeat over and over. So it's kind of creating just kind of a resonant energy field of sound within the space. And so what that does, how the angels explained it to me, is that the music is it's like an angel attractor. So if you start playing my music in your home, it's going to call the angels to come into your space. And many people have reported when they play my music in their house, they start having these mystical experiences. They start seeing lights and and kind of apparitions and visions of angels and whatnot. And also deceased loved ones appear often when people are listening to my music. So the music has a way to open that dimension to the other side. So you can, it calls in the angels to be with you and it surrounds you in this cocoon, this kind of, this heavenly aura of divine protection and angelic light you can bring into your into your home by listening, also in the car, if you listen to my CDs or listen to my channel on uh, whatever, how you get it, it actually puts a a halo of protection around you and your vehicle and your loved ones when you're traveling on the highway or in the car. Uh, It's pretty cool the way that works. So it calls the angels in, and then if you lay down or sit and close your eyes and look into your mind's eye, you can actually travel into other dimensions and other realms on the sound of my music. That's that's what it's for. Well, that's so amazing. Uh, you know, yeah. I I just uh, had a look, and I I know your um, music is on Spotify, which is yeah. uh, a great way for people to access these uh, experiences, these yep. albums, and uh, yeah, and you've got a whole number of them listed up here, including the one you mentioned, the Sanctuary of Light, as I'm looking at it now. And um, yep. and then there's one after that called The Winding Way. 
Yes, that's, that's, the, latest the, that's the most recent. Yeah, that's the latest. It came out uh, earlier in 2022, and it, that album won the New Age Music Award, the Cover uh, Visionary Music Award, the Gold Award this year, uh, back in June at the International New Age Trade Show in Denver uh, that won New Age Album of the Year. And then um, Sanctuary of Light the year before, won the Hollywood Music Award for Best New Age Ambient Album of the Year. So there's been a lot of recognition. And and also I'll just say my most recent release, I released a single back in March called The Long Cold Winter. And this was a song, melody that came as a premonition one afternoon as I was improvising on the harp. All of a sudden this melody came through and it was just like it just dropped in very strong and and it came with this whole vision of a, a war in eastern europe that i was seeing the angels were showing me and and i was like wow this feels like it sounds like something eastern european maybe world war Two during the winter and i could see people were suffering and they were cold and they were hungry and there was a terrible war occurring in eastern europe and i was like what is this and my angels was like, okay, you need to go into the recording studio and record this immediately, which I did. And then as I was working on this song and producing it, all of a sudden the war in Ukraine broke out. And all of a sudden we were seeing on our TVs, for me, the the images of the refugees, of the the women and children and the old people walking and walking and walking across the European countryside and and all of that and I was so touched and moved and struck by that and all of a sudden this whole the angel showed me this whole storyline that goes with this song I could see it from beginning it was told the story of these people and I wrote it down and then they said I need to make a music video so long story short I hired an animator young award-winning animator who lives in Slovenia who I found on the internet and I hired her to create an original animation for my song, which she did, and I released it uh, uh, recently. The Angels said that this should go all over the world, and I, I entered it following their guidance in international film festivals around the world. And I've won about 10 awards, and I won. I recently won the 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 video's called the long cold winter and it's it's kind of a peace song and it's about the war between ukraine and russia and it follows the main character in the music video is a young 12 year old girl uh, and you see her moving through these different scenarios during the music video it's very touching and in the end the children are putting flowers in the ends of the guns just like the hippies did in the 60s and they laid down their weapons and peace came to the land again this kind of has a hopeful future but i like recently i won the los angeles cinematography award for best music video i've won in paris uh, new york milan i won the scandinavian best music video award this this video is really touching people all over the world. So I invite your listeners to come and and or go on YouTube and and uh, search for the Long Cold Winter and check it out. And it's also on Spotify. The the song. Yeah, the song is on Spotify. Yeah, but seeing the visual that goes with it is super cool.
Well, that, that's fantastic. I'm sure people will check it out. You know, it, your life is so inspiring, Peter, because um, you, you have had such a, a profound impact in the world of spiritual upliftment all through the guidance that you have received and followed from your connection with these beings, these whoever, whatever they are, you know, we call them angels. Mm-hmm. I don't, you know, who, who knows, right? What, who they are, right, they are. Right. But but yeah. your life is so magical. I'm truly. There's one way to describe it. It's magical because. It has all unfolded, and not that you didn't put hard work into everything you've done, but it's been unfolding as you've been given this guidance. And as long as you follow it and do whatever needs to be done, you receive these amazing results and impact globally. I I find that totally inspiring, and, and thank you for sharing this great, story and this great journey you are on. Uh, it's my pleasure and my joy to share with everybody this magical story and uh, and I hope it inspires people to start to tune in to that to that energy, that kind of magical energy. Um, I call it in my workshops I, I teach and I share about what I call miracle mindedness. Miracle mindedness. And when you get in the state of awareness, the state of consciousness, this level of awareness, you know, I am, am always on the hunt. I'm always on the hunt for energy and looking for where the light is, you know, and it kind of reminds me of when I, when I was reading the books of Carlos Castaneda. And I write about this in my book, actually, and how Don Juan was teaching and would speak about a sorcerer as ones that's always, you know, sourcing energy, looking for where the energy, looking for where the magic is. And when you start to approach life like that, and like synchronicities start to happen more frequently, when you start to connect with the higher frequency ener- energies of your, with your divine guidance and with the angels, it's the way that they set things up. And so events start to unfold before you in miraculous ways. And divine synchronicities happen with greater frequencies. And we start to receive these little impressions like when that high-pitched ringing goes off in your ear. And it's like, okay, what does that mean? You need to stop right then. What was I just thinking about? And when you get that high-pitched ringing, usually that means there's an angel nearby, a very high frequency, and the very inner ear, the bones, can pick up that, that high frequency that we can't hear auditorily because it's so high, but our ear has the higher function where it can vibrate to those higher frequencies and it'll set off the ringing. So uh, people often ask me, what does that ringing mean when that happens? Well, that's usually an affirmation, a confirmation of what you were just thinking in a positive way, uh, agreeing with you. So, um, so I love to help people to get into that level of awareness. And when you do, life, life, it's a way to, you know, exit the matrix our goal and the angels are helping us to exit the 3D matrix, which is so uh, in such in disarray right now. It's so kind of polluted and, and clogged with all this stuff. It's so confusing, so polarized, you know. So the key is to somehow to exit that, to extradite ourselves out of the 3D matrix, 
move to a higher level of consciousness, of awareness, where we can tap into the unified field of oneness, where we start to see the interconnectedness of all things. And it all starts to make sense now. We're starting to see how it all works and fits together. And when you start to tap into that, then miracles start to happen every day. You go out and something magical is going to happen. And that's that's how the angels are guiding us. They're always lifting us up to a higher frequency and assisting us in mass right now to help this planet to move into a new age, into the long prophesied golden age that so many of the mystics and the masters and the saints have told us is coming. And we are seeing signs of it. We're standing on the threshold of something so big that, you know, even when we're being confronted with such great challenges in the world right now on so many levels, we don't have, we, we have to believe in the miraculous, have faith in, in something supernatural that can, is going to elevate humankind and have faith in the light. And, uh, I believe that a brighter day is ahead for all of us. Well, that's, such an inspirational message to complete our conversation with. And people want to learn more about Peter Sterling's book, pick it up called Hearing the Angels Sing, A True Story of Angelic Assistance. Peter's website is harpmagic.com. Please go there, um, listen to his music, receive the healing that he has brought through to us at this moment on the planet. So, Peter Sterling, thank you so much. It's been an amazing conversation. So grateful for the work you're doing, for your ability to tune in, to listen, to bring forth, and to share throughout the world. So just so many blessings to you on your journey. Thank you, Dr. Cheryl. It's been a pleasure to talk with you today. Thank you, Peter. And to everyone listening, thank you. And uh, as always, fill your love. Feel your week, rather, with love, peace, and harmony. Until next time, this is Dr. Cheryl Selman on The Love Code. See you soon. Bye for now. 